0: Hi, this is Mary Marsingill,
1: And this is Joshua Marsingill.
0: Welcome to the Abundant Encounters podcast, brought to you by Bibles for All Ministries at BiblesForAll.com. What you're about to experience is a practice and meditation that we believe will help you in your devotions to receive and celebrate real encounters with the real God.
1: There are two tools we use to help in the receiving of God's abundant encounters in these podcasts. First, the Word, because faith comes by hearing it. And second, a prophetic act. In the Word of God, we see encounters happening to God's people throughout the books and stories of the Bible, and often prophetic acts were used to bring real encounters. For example, Jesus spit in the dust, made it into mud, He then spread it in the eyes of a blind man who was healed. Or another example is the Passover blood being put on the door frames of the Israelites' homes in Egypt, keeping them safe and declaring a hope for all future generations. Through the process of demystifying encounters and increasing our value for them, we begin to cultivate a lifestyle of deeper and real connection with the real trinity of Father God Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ our Lord.
0: When we sow into God's economy, we reap a life restoring and life giving harvest of such abundance that overflow is uncontainable. The seed is the Word of God, the field is our heart. Let the seeds go deep and believe with us for the beautiful bride of Christ we've been promised. May we each be adorned today with the beauty of all her promises.
1: Let's pray. Father God, thank you for being with us and being for us. We thank you for your goodness and that we have eyes to see it and ears to hear it in the land of the living today. Let your heaven come in this place. In Jesus' name we command anything that would hinder your word bound forever. We loose heaven all around us, all your best life giving seed, and ministering angels to encourage and strengthen us today. Let our thoughts be clear and receptive, exposing every liar and empowering every truth. Amen.
0: Let's continue our encounter adventure through Luke 15. Let Jesus' story of restoration from verses 11 through 32 fill you again. Pay particular attention to the characters and do your best to empathize with each of them to search within and find common ground. Pretend you've not heard it before. Hand over your imagination to Jesus' lordship and let him paint this picture. We're reading from the New King James Version. Luke 15, verses 11 through 32. Then he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, And there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and he ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you, I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad For your brother was dead, and is alive again, and was lost, and is found.
1: Many have judged the characters of this story as good and bad. If you've listened to other episodes of our podcast, you know that we don't believe this is good fruit. We have a limited perspective too limited to make accurate judgments. In fact, our judgments do disjustice. They undo our ability to empathize and find our common challenges. For example, we may have learned early on that the older brother in this story was mean or unimportant. That would be a problem if we needed to see it within ourselves. What if seeing the older brother's attitude within ourselves could be helpful to show us an opportunity for self-correction and ultimately soundness of mind? Most of us can admit that we've looked at newcomers in a way that wouldn't edify them at least. We may even be able to acknowledge that we've hated another person in our faith or in our church. The Bible teaches us not to judge so that we won't be judged. In other words, we become what we hate. So, if it is safe to do so, close your eyes. Go ahead and repent. Renounce and bless anyone that has come to mind during this time. And say, I repent for feeling hate, envy, frustration intimidated, whatever, toward. And name that person here out loud if possible. So I repent for feeling toward. I renounce the lie that I am not fearfully made and intentionally loved and provided for by my Father God. And then bless them, say, I bless. Great. How does that feel? Okay, now, picture yourself in heavenly places. To your right, it's Jesus. He has your right hand and says, I'm your advocate. On your left is Father God. He has your left hand and says, I'm your defender. And breathe deep in. That's the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm your counselor. Awesome. Now look back on your life from this heavenly perspective. Was there a difficult circumstance you were dealing with that was causing you to judge another or an organization or authority? Look on that from this beautiful perspective. Remember from here, you are not sick You're not broke. You're not without. Peace and supply are your portion here. This perspective helps us stop fighting towards a victory and start fighting from it. It's all true, too. This world does have real deficits and is lacking. But you are an inheritor of God's riches and peace. Heaven's supply is yours from this perspective. It's okay, you are getting this. It's going deep, like the Word of God always does. It does not return void. Look back on the parable from the Word. Can you see the stages now? For all of us, but not in any specific order, there are things, seasons, for repenting from prodigal traps we've found ourselves in. There are seasons for letting go of comparison. There are seasons for bringing the family back into the house. And every season is one of reconciling to the home of God to enjoy his supply. In the story, it's almost like there are five distinct phases. Phase one, the prodigal son, is abandonment where we feel that life is not worth living. Phase two, the repentant son, is where we feel like our life isn't worth living, and this is a maturity beyond the first phase. Phase three, the older brother, is where we might feel that we are good, but others just don't get it. Phase four is a providing father, and is where we find belief that all matters. And everyone deserves to be fought for because they are of as great of a value as we are. And phase five is the restoration. It is where we can see the whole idea of life as valuable and worth our own lives. Knowing your phase can be empowering. Ask your soul if you're in phase one. Like David did, it's okay to talk to your soul. Say... Soul, why are you downcast? Phase two is for Jesus. Ask Jesus, Is there anything I need to repent for? Or you may know already. Don't hesitate. Forgive yourself if needed and bless and renounce the life you've lived. Make real changes today. Write it down and tell others for the sake of accountability. Phase three is for Jesus as well again ask Jesus repent, forgive, renounce, and bless. Write it down and include others for the sake of accountability. Make those changes you need to and reconcile with those you've given over to the Lord. Phase four is for you and Father God. If you feel like you don't have a vision for restoration then ask for one and ask where heaven is partnering with you for it. Make sure you have this perspective from victory rather than towards it before you allow yourself to move into this. It's going to be more fulfilling and less like toil if you are receiving what heaven has to give towards what you need, aka believing and preparing for when the day will come rather than wanting something because it's your idea or has to do with entitlement. If you find entitlement, bind it up and quickly begin to talk with the Father about what is a lie and what is a truth. It's your right to hear from Him. Trust what you hear and practice with others. Phase 5 is where the Holy Spirit gets involved. He is the great earthly supply. When we walk in Him, no matter where it takes us, we are fully satisfied because we are fully laid down for the sake of the world. Run with the empowering vision of Holy Spirit every day by believing that all will be satisfied, by facilitating the party and serving the whole scene and everyone, no matter what phase you find them in.
0: Today might be a big new day, especially if it is the first time you used a prophetic act like this and got pulled into a real encounter with a living God and His heaven on earth. This determination may reveal how the same God has been encountering you for many years and will eventually reveal how God is really everywhere and in everything the good news he is for you and not against you he's hidden there for you and not from you seek him and find him seek like a king before you share as his priest what you begin to find and uncover will cross the boundary of word only and enter into your own truth you'll begin to live there
1: Let's close today by asking Father God to show us what he's doing. Ask him, Father, what is today about? Personalize this. If you know you're facing a difficult challenge of some sort, ask him about that specifically. Ask what he would do. Find the peace. Release and bless anyone you may be holding resentment towards. Make sure it's real and God's help will become real. We're not built to live on our own finite supply. We need His. We need all that Jesus paid for.
0: What is your father doing today? What is he saying? Find out, write it down. Giving your thoughts a chance to get grounded as you're writing them out. This is it. This is how Jesus lived. He did what he saw his Father doing. He said what he heard the Father saying. I pray blessings on you. May you be prosperous today from the inside of your spirit, through your soul, and then out into every circumstance of your day. May joy, hope, and peace overflow from within you abundantly. God is not short on encounters my friend. I pray that the supply of heaven will fill your life with infinite wealth. In Jesus name, amen.
1: To learn more visit our website at biblesforall.com where you will be able to buy a book and give a Bible. Our vision is that every man, woman, and child can have access to a Bible in their own language. We have adopted a sustainable business model to help achieve this. Visit Bibles for All today to learn more about how you can fill your bookshelf with the very best in Christian literature, while at the same time filling the world with the Word of God. Find out more at biblesforall.com today.
0: On our next episode, we're continuing to adventure through this beautiful story of the lost son, Share this episode with friends, family, and others who came to mind during this episode. We'd also like to ask you to help us out by posting a rating or review today. Podcasts like this one survive off of ratings and reviews. We'd love for more people to hear these. And so if you like what you're hearing, then please give us a strong rating. Or even better, give us a full review. Click the link in the description to join our growing community online.